<laughs> okay. All right. Alrighty now. Cool. Yes, it's it's a hot. It's extremely hot, and hot, even more so, sticky and humid. Yeah. You know where? Considering I've lived here, there, and everywhere, I've lived in ooh, on two different Caribbean islands. Um, you know, Jersey, New York City, Quebec, Montreal, Montreal. Um, you know where the most oppressive heat I've ever felt was? Where? Montreal. No kidding. Montreal in July. Wow. I thought I was going to just melt. melt out of my skin. That's amazing. It, it was crazy. Because winter's extreme cold. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Wow. So they go from one extreme, literally one extreme to the other. And everybody in Montreal has cabin fever because really it starts to snow, at least when I was there back in mm, 95, 96, or mm -hmm. uh, a there would be snow flurries starting up, you know, like October, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. And then and then once the winter really kicked in, which for them was really, you know, end of November, December, yeah. there was never a day where it didn't flurry or snow. Then there was the outright snowstorms, but it didn't stop snowing until until like April, May. Wow. And the ball fields were treated like um uh, landfills. They had big, huge top loaders and, you know, bulldozers and they just hundreds of thousands of tons of snow. Just am amazing. But in the summertime, Phil, mm -hmm. everybody had a flower display. Everybody because they had cabin fever. I mean, mm -hmm. flowers were hanging out of, you know, apartment buildings and windows on stoops. And of course, unlike where we live in Jersey, there were no deer to eat the goddamn flowers. So, wow. Montreal, biggest, best flower display ever, but it went from, like, June to September. And then it was time for the cabin again. Did they did they know how to take, I mean, this is a silly question, did they know how to take care of the snow? Like, you know, a lot of states, they say, oh, it snows a lot. Yeah, but they know how to take care of it. Like, they come with the plows. Listen. Or when the snow came, were you regulated? Apparently, speaking of Montreal, because I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, while I was doing my fellowship at McGill, um, I surgically took care of the children that went all the way up from the Canadian border, all the way up uh, north of the Arctic Circle. And it was the, the Inuit tribe, and the Inuit tribe is more commonly or, or in a derogatory way. Americans don't know it's derogatory, but it's, it's the Eskimo tribe. Don't call them Eskimos, because apparently Eskimo is translated to eaters of raw meat. It was a derogatory kind of a, a uh, you know, a, a yeah. I have so, friends who are currently Eskimos. Currently? Well, they eat raw meat just about. Oh. Yeah. You know, they're a little barbaric. Yeah. So right. I, guess I could see that. No, but so the Eskimos, oop, the Inuit, apparently have 20 different terms for snow. You know, okay, we understand that there's granular snow, there's powder for the ski conditions, there's icy snow, there's slush, but apparently they, you know, so that that speaks to the question, do Canadians have a better way of handling snowfall than Americans? I would say that's true, you know, any any anywhere south of, you know, the the upper tier of American states, because let's face it, what does a border mean weather-wise? Nothing, mm. right?
but I wouldn't say that you know people in in the southern aspects of New York know what they know in Plattsburgh. Yeah. There's no way. Absolutely. There's no way. What yeah. was the coldest it, it got out there, John? Uh, the coldest I remember without wind chill was minus thirty. Oh, oh, yeah, whoa. yeah, oh yeah, and 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 you know, well here's <laughs> here's what Canadians know about weather like that. You're not going to be good in a down ski jacket. No, uh, uh, no. Uh, you better have something heavier, and you ha better have it layered, and there better be some really good like wool or some you know newer newer tech like Thinsulate or something because just, you know, just uh, Americans go out and they complain that it's cold. They have they have no boots. They have no gloves. They got no hat. Their collars are open. They got a, a flimsy ski jacket, you know, zipped down to their sure. belly button with a with a shirt like this under it. And they oh, it's so, it's so cold. Now, Canadians are, are much, much more. Um, they have much more wherewithal for the weather. And as a testament to how bad the weather is up there, Montreal basically has an underground city. So you can get from point A to point B and never and never come up to the surface. Oh, oh wow. yeah. 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 That's amazing. John, I mean, that's why the hockey players, they used to play, uh, a lot of guys, I know Scott Stevens, they played with no socks out there. In that's, the, in that's, the outdoor ponds. That's interesting. And they brought yeah. it to the NHL, no socks. Right. Crazy. Wow. Hey, listen, at my age, 55 is too cold now. I start getting cold. I'm always cold. Well, I, you know what? I have to admit, I'm still, one day I guess this will change. Maybe when I'm a geezer, you know, and, uh, you know, can't take care of myself. Well. But I'm a man of extreme weathers. Mm. You know, I love Montreal in the winter. And I love Florida in the summer. Wow. I do. Yeah, I just do. Yeah. Mm. I was on the Florida beach in August. Uh oh. Jonathan, I have a request. Okay. I work in the countdown today for the Jersey Alchemist. I don't have a problem with that. All right. Okay. Okay, but you know, you butt in again. All right, all right. Okay. Five, four, two, three, one. Where did you learn that uh, account? Did you fail math? I, did you were take math? Were you nervous? All right, I'll lay off. Wow. Hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of the Jersey Alchemist. If you took notice, we had a little hiatus because we were torpedoed. And from here on in, the platform will be the term used for the people who torpedoed us. Rumble didn't torpedo us. Spotify didn't torpedo us. It's that tube platform. You know the tube platform? The Y-tube? You know what tube platform. They torpedoed us again. They suspended us. And uh, I've been watching a bunch of people online, and it's, you know, it's really out and about. It's recognized now that um, many podcasters are being taken down. There was a podcaster with 500,000 subscriptions, and they took them down. Now, what do you think about that, Phil? I think we're in good company. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Not just us. Right. You know, maybe they're picking on Jersey. You might think that, but apparently, no. no yeah. They're not picking on just the two guys from Jersey. It's happening everywhere. Yeah. And uh, it really is unfair. It reminds me of North Korea, Russia. 
Oh, you know, oh, communist uh, countries. Totally. You know? Yeah, like one of those communist Nazi communist countries where they force people to take medications that they don't want to take. Yeah. <gasps> yeah like when was oh that ever shit! Yeah. I don't know. They, they said that that happened in in communist China. Wow. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And then they say, "Oh, it might happen here." Hmm. And you know what gets me more angry, John? That the media, the mainstream media is complicit oh, sure. and follows suit. Like, you're going to tell me with the issues we have with our right. current president in charge that nobody knew that this guy had uh, his train was <laughs> ready to come off the tracks, so to speak. His train wasn't on the tracks. It wasn't even, exactly. It wasn't on the tracks. Like, all of a sudden, it's a big surprise. Like, wow, how did no. that happen? I know. You know? I know. And, hey. and you know, everybody's... Uh, I just, wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. I just looked to my left. This guy's wearing a. He's got hair. He's got a he's, wig on. He's got a wig on. He's got. It's not a. He's he's not a she today. Yeah. No. What, I know. What the I know. What's going on, John? Well, I mean, let's see. He speaks up like that. Well, you know, um, I'm wearing long black hair in honor of one of my mentors. Yes, Grandma Doniva Springfield. Oh, what a great cook she was. And she was my mentor in many ways. I miss my grandma Boniva. I, I bet, I bet oh, you do. Oh, wow. What kind of name is that, John? I mean, she must have been a well, great lady. Well, it no must have been. It must have been. You know, a particular ethnic name. You know, uh, I don't want to get you know. Sounds kind of Eskimoish. No, it doesn't. Is that doesn't. what we're doing here? No, is that what's going no, on? No, it doesn't. Oh, I, don't, okay. I don't think it does. Hello, oh. boys. Yeah, yeah. Well, today's July 18th. It is. Week is Shark Week. You oh. know I love Shark Week. I wait for it every July. Yeah. Well, what? how do we go from, all right, well, okay. Phil mentioned the wig. You told us it was Grandma Boniva. And you miss her. She was a great cook. And then, boom, Shark Week. Okay, it is July 18th, and I, and I did happen to notice that next week begins Shark Week. Wow. So, Phil, anything to say about Shark Week? Yeah, there's a lot of sharks out there now. I mean, chomping on uh, Jersey and New York uh, oh. beachgoers. For real? Oh, yeah. Like, really? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. They well. just shut down two beaches on Long Island this weekend. Shark sightings. I mean, really? So, yeah. For real? Everybody's talking about punching them in the nose. Oh, wow. The, uh, shark. Oh, Philip. Oh, John. Tell us about the famous Matawan Creek shark attack story. Do you know it? Oh, I've been yeah. told this for years. My grandfather way, way, way back told me about it. But truth be told, I was alive when it happened. You would? You were? Get out. Phil, do you know the story? He might, no, I've heard about it, but I've never, I don't know the actual story. Do you know it? Well, I, I, you know, I've heard the story so many times. And, you know, it's funny. One of my former associates who was of uh, Irish-American extraction uh, was an orthopedic surgeon. And, and one time he heard me talking in the summer about the Matawan Creek shark attack. And he looked at me and he went, Tch. he goes, that's an Italian story. 
He goes, oh. he goes, my wife's Italian. He goes, and all her relatives talk about the Matawan Creek. That's all anybody knows is the Matawan Creek this, well, Matawan Creek that. Didn't Christopher Columbus sail down the Matawan Creek? <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why. I mean, is that why he's just a little jealous? Oh, maybe he did. Yeah, maybe he did. I, I don't know. Wow. I didn't know. What happened to her? Your grandmother. Maybe this is why I went on short week. Okay. Grandma Oliva was swimming off the coast of New Jersey, just off Belmar, New Jersey. Belmar? She was viciously attacked by a shark. Oh, no. And she died. Oh, God. This is why I just can't get short week out of my head. My God, Bones. Yeah. I I thought you just, you know, you liked the spectacle of Shark Week, but you really have some deep-seated, you know, issues there's, with... There's a story there. There's a story. Now I understand why you got... Yeah, now, is, is that Grandma Boniva's wig, or are you just wearing a wig because Grandma Boniva had... Long dark hair, yeah. Wow, jeez, wow, that's crazy. Or are you just uh, feeling like the opposite sex today? Trend, you know, what do they call it, John? When you uh, you will recognize yourself as a, you know, maybe we got to call him uh, Boniva. I don't know what's going no, on. No, well, yeah, no. I mean, I, listen, I had a grandmother too, but I'm not wearing skirts. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I think he's going to give you the elbow. That wouldn't be the first time. And he'll go time. into the box for, for two minutes, penalty box. Yeah. Well, John, do you know that Matawan story? Well, I do. I do, yeah. Would you like and, to discuss and, it? And mean, sure. Yeah, I now, I, I did recently read, because they're starting to advertise Shark Week on okay. TV and all over the Internet, and they're, in, they're advertising it on the platform. Um, back in... The year was 1916. It was the east coast of the United States of America, specifically the coast of New Jersey, the mid-Atlantic state of New Jersey. And within a four-day period, five people were attacked by sharks, four of which died. That's, it stunned the people of the day and flotillas were launched to kill any shark they could find. Yeah, so apparently the first attack, you know, people hear about Matawan Creek, they don't realize it was a series of attacks. The first attack was um, on a gentleman swimming in the ocean in um, Long Beach Island. I think it was Beach Haven. Wow. Yeah, that's where Gene Ferraro used to go with his family. By the way, it's his birthday today. No. Oop, oop, I way. just broke HIPAA regulations. Oop, yeah. sorry. Wow, wow, wow. And, um. How old's Gene? Wait, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's four, four years older than me. So maybe he's 66. Wow. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the first person, they, um, I believe they pulled him out of the water, but he, he died, you know, he died of his injuries. And then either the same day or another day or two later, somebody swimming off the beach in Spring Lake, which is right next to Belmar. Oh, my God. Wow. Maybe this person knew Grandma Boniva or maybe Boniva knew of this story. Well, anyway, um, this guy gets attacked 
and uh, they pull him into the lifeguard boat. You know, I guess he was getting chomped on by the time they got the lifeguard boat out of there because, I, I, you know, how many people on the lifeguard stand would jump in with thrashing and screaming and blood and the big dorsal fin out there? I, it, it takes, you know, a special person. Maybe the Navy SEALs with their, with their weapons would go in, you know, sure. and you know, they probably would. They would have no reason not to. But be headed to the car. <laughs> to the boardwalk. Yeah. And he, they dragged him into the boat, but he died of his injuries. And then a day or two after that, which was, I don't know if it was July 6th, I'm not sure, but um, the Matawan Creek, which I think is four or five miles from the mouth of the Matawan estuaries that led to the bay that leads to the ocean, it was a hot summer day, and, I, and kids used to kind of, the story I know, and I've read this, is that they had kind of a rope on a tree, and they would swing on the rope like you've seen YouTube videos, and they would launch themselves into the creek. It was a, a mud hole creek. That's what it was, with little estuaries to the greater creeks, down to the bay, and then into the ocean. But at best, it was fresh brackish. It was not salt water, and everybody knew that, and it's still not salt water today. Anyway, kid jumps in, doesn't come back up. Yeah, and then apparently, I think the story goes, his friend went in looking for him, and he got it too. And I think they were like 10 and 11 years old. Now, for years, I've heard that it was a bull shark. I heard it was a tiger shark. But in more recent descriptions, and I don't know how, what changed, they think it was a, a great white shark that went all the way up into the Matawan Creek from the Atlantic Ocean, which, you know, that's crazy. You know, will, will the shark do that because they're hungry, like they're searching for food? I mean... You know, who the hell knows? And, and what was going on energetically on the Jersey Shore... In, in 1916, that five people, one person got attacked and lived. Uh, so that was five people in like four, three or four days and four people, whoosh, gonzo. So one of the authors of one of the articles that I was reading said, he goes, you have no idea the magnitude of that story. He says, I was in Great Britain like a decade ago and he was in some I don't know, some store. I don't know what he was getting. And somebody, he, he asked, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from New Jersey. Oh, where, where, where are you from? Matawan, New Jersey. And the, and the proprietor said, oh, Matawan, where the shark attacks wow, wow, no So the author said, you know, Matawan, New Jersey, and those shark attacks, take it, it, it's taken its place in people's minds like Amityville, Long Island, the Amityville Horror and, um, you know, like the Love Canal, you know, with the cancer clusters. And there was another famous happenstance. And maybe like Three Mile Island, you know. It's like Harrisburg, PA. Oh, yeah, the nuclear thing. You know, John, it, I was watching uh, some podcast and video uh, this weekend. They were talking about not so much sharks, but like alligator and crocodile attacks. And, you know, how, you know, mammals and... Like that, they just, their job is to hunt. That's what they do. 
Yeah. And then when a human gets attacked, we're always surprised. But what killed me is the guy had a line. He goes, he goes, everybody gets surprised when an alligator, you know, grabs a guy or a shark, bites somebody. Right. Like there's some kind of written agreement. Like you're not supposed to do that. Well, which I thought was pretty funny. Like we're always right. surprised. Well, you know what? One of the one of the lines in this article I read a couple of weeks ago, because it, it it just came up online on my feed, was that the people. On, you know, on the Jersey Shore, but everywhere all over the country when they heard that, you know, five people were attacked with, within a handful of days off the Jersey Shore, they were absolutely uh, astounded because, the you know, the scientific... Here, here's one for you science bugs out there. The science is settled. So the, the biologists thought the science was settled, that sharks do not attack humans. Baha! Really? Really? Let's just fast forward to the Indianapolis, which happened, you know, long after the Matawan Creek. But how many people were lost in the Indianapolis? That's the, that's the ship that apparently delivered the, the, um, the nuclear bomb. Oh, wow. I think like 800 people huh. went into the water. 1,200 people went into the water and the sharks killed most of them. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that that horror scene? Well, you know, that's why I'm always surprised. You know, if you go on different platforms, John, there's short videos of these people. I mean, let's change the subject a little bit, or the uh, subject, not sharks, but bears. I mean, there's a lot of videos where bikers and people hiking, they're filming. A shark is chasing them, and they're going, buy uh, bear, the bear's chasing them. Right. Buy bear, bear. Leave us alone, bear. They're trying to make noise. And that bear just keeps coming. Yeah. I'm like, well, what do you expect? Listen, if somebody walks through my living room, yeah. you know, there's going to be a confrontation. So when you're in the ocean or a pond in Florida yeah. or you're in the woods where that a grizzly or a black bear is, you're in their home. You yeah. know? That's why, you know, me, I'm a city guy. I stay where there's pavement. I stay where concrete structures. And I have enough trouble dealing with two-legged creatures. And let alone these people that are on all fours. Forget Too about, good creatures. Forget about that. No yeah. Way. Well, look, you know what? I, I, I'm, I, I'm no Dr. Doolittle. I, I had an associate that, you know, would say, yeah, I'm, we're, I'm going, you know, going away for three weeks. Oh, yeah, where are you going? Oh, we're going to go uh, hiking in the Rockies. And, 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 of course, me, I'm like hiking in the Rockies. And you'll be camping in the Rockies? Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay. You're packing some big-ass heat? Like, you know, uh, a 45 mag, a 50 mag, like a big-ass large-bore pistol that you had better be adept at using? No, no. I would never do that. I would never look to to uh, defend myself by hurting or killing uh, a, uh, a mountain lion or a, a grizzly bear. So he thinks there's so, an agreement. So he says, oh, he says, you know, they sell at the, at the clubhouse, you know, at the base of the mountains where you park and you register. He goes, they sell bear spray. I says, does the bear spray work on mountain lions? Yeah, <laughs> Do they yeah, know? Yeah, so. Do they know? And he said, oh, I don't know. Why, why are you talking about mountain lions? This is, are, are you kidding me? You think you, you think you can defend yourself from a 230-pound mountain lion or a five or 600-pound bear? Uh, no. So, 
you know what? I love animals and I respect them so much. But um, anything that could attack me, maim me, and my life, I generally choose to stay away from. I see these idiots on African safaris in these open-top Jeeps, and there's like six people packed into a Jeep with some, you know, guide, you know, doing the stick shift thing, and they're parked 14 feet away from a pride of lions who are sitting there, you know, panting in the sun with the flies all around them. 14 feet is, it's like three arms lengths or four arms lengths. Two I, I said, what? Well, I, I remember Senator Ted Kennedy once went through one of those park safari jungle habitat things in a limousine, and maybe it was prophetic and a spiritual moment, mm -hmm. but a lion attacked the limousine. This is a, you know, a, not just your limousine, you know, that takes the bride and groom somewhere. Yeah. And the lion tore the tire off the limousine, tore it off the limousine. Think about the power oh. it takes to do that. So you want to go in an open chop Jeep, you know, and a friend of mine I used to work with said to me, oh, we're going, you know, we're going on our honeymoon. Oh, really? Where are you going? Oh, we're going to Africa. I'm like, please, please don't tell me. You're going on a fucking safari. Oh, I can't wait. This is, just text me when it's over. That's all. Yeah, I, I, I won't do it. True story, John. When I was uh, newly married, so we're going back 30, almost 30 years, uh, we had a dog and we had a vet. And the vet was a great guy. I tell you, he was really cared for the animals. And he went on vacation, like you said, to the Congo, to some jungle, I don't know. Well, you know what? We were due for an appointment about two months later. Place is boarded up. It's oh, closed. shit. I'm like, you know, what What happened? I mean, everybody loved this guy in town. That's where we went. He was great. Some He was in the jungle. Mm -hmm. Some gator dragged him in, twisted him around. You know what they do, that death spin? Of course, they, the spiral, yeah. They spiral him down, and that's... I don't know Did they, they ever recover him? I don't think they found him, but they found, like, something of his that was on the shore. And that was it. I mean, unless he was hiding from his uh, first wife or the government, I mean, that's all we know. That that's all, <laughs> that's, that's all we know that, that happened from him. I'm not laughing at that guy's misfortune. Oh, he was a great guy. Let's hope he is hiding from his first back. wife. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. And now wow. So it does happen. I mean, it's crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> I used to walk my dog, uh, you know, up a mountain. I had two Rottweilers. And every day when I come from work, John... We'd go up that mountain. through. There was a nice trail. I could overlook everything mm -hmm. scenic, you know, the highways, the houses. And then one day somebody said, hey, did you hear about the, uh, you know, that those bears they saw? I'm going, where? Oh, on top of the hill. On top of the hill. The sure. Road. I said, really? Yeah. Well, guess what? I never walked my dogs again around up that mountain. Yeah. I'm not taking that chance because as slow as I run, I'm in a lot of trouble. Well, and plus, you know, you could be putting your dogs in peril. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I'd, I'd anchor them to a rock and leave them there, and then I'd run away. Have you ever thought of carrying something with you while you're hiking? Like what? A stick? What? what am I For instance, that I, I, I've done a couple of videos in parks around here, and there are bears and coyotes everywhere. And uh, I did see 
uh, just beyond the fence in my backyard about a month and a half, two months ago, a big fat bobcat. And bobcats are vicious. Wow, a bobcat can take down a caribou. So anyway, um, I guess two years ago, I was walking my dogs with my daughter in a particular park. And there's this long trail up kind of a, a steep grade, not a mountain, but a, a big hill, way uphill. And she goes, hey, Dad, look. And at the top of the hill, sitting just like your pet would be waiting for you, mm. you know, at the door, was a big coyote. Wow. And he was just sitting there looking at, looking over the valley. Yeah. Probably, you know, and, and all around that trail was underbrush and tall grass, which means rabbits, snakes, mm. you know, squirrels, chipmunks, everything for that coyote to get healthy on. And I thought, I'll be damned. Like, I wasn't surprised that there was a coyote there, but I thought, you know something? I've seen enough videos on the platform to know that wild animals that are predators, if they're unsuccessful at procuring sustenance, they go into starvation mode, and now they're attacking anything they can because they're, fi they're fighting for their lives. So you can't pack heat in a local park because you know you'll get arrested and then it'll be in the newspaper and I don't really even want to carry a knife that would be illegal by its length so when I do go in each pocket I have a good old Stanley screwdriver yeah and it's I got like a six inch screwdriver and an eight inch screwdriver. And you know something, it's got a nice handle. And if, if anything decides it wants to have me, it's gonna eat a Stanley screwdriver. And uh, when the adrenaline's running, that screwdriver is a lethal weapon. And if anybody catches me, they'll say, hey, what's in your pocket? Oh, geez, my screwdriver. Yeah, I was just working on something. A snap on tool set. A snap on tool set. <laughs> yeah. Have you? Yeah, have go you, ahead. Go no, ahead. I'm sorry. No, go. Have you ever heard, like, a coyote or somebody? Like, have you heard that growl? Um, no, no, but. It is a growl. In, in the woods behind my house at night, yeah. uh, for years, I've heard what now I know are fox screams and yells. Okay. And, uh, and also... If you look up the sounds that bobcats make, sometimes you really can't tell whether it's a bobcat or a fox. But given the fact that I've only seen one bobcat in 11 years in, in this particular area, and I see fox all the time, uh, it's probably a fox. But they sound like there's a baby getting strangled or choked or knifed in, in the woods. It's pretty ugly. Where I live now, it's, it's, it's kind of on a mountain, a lot of woods. I recently saw a massive bear running across the street. All right, I almost drove off the road. Really? Yeah, uh, but I used to walk my dog across the street. And one time I was walking, it was a, about a year ago, because it was summertime. And we had the same path, you know, regular street, houses, yeah. everything. Right. And we passed this row of bushes, bushes. And I'm telling you, there was a growl. From, I don't know how the dog didn't hear it or see it. But there was a growl so low but so deep yeah. and ferocious, right. I was like, are you, I never, I haven't walked a dog in over a year. That's it. 
I'm not doing it. I believe. But, uh, and it turns out if you go on the community websites, mm-hmm. that's all there was. There was a pack of coyotes they saw that yeah. were attacking all, all the dogs, the rabbits, and stuff right. like that. Right. Well, you got to really be careful with your cats and your dogs because the coy- bears are generally not going to come in and, you know, and try to eat your French poodle. They could easily, right? Yeah. But really the coyotes have taken many, many, many pets. And even a even a, a a large male, a healthy male fox, will have your cat for dinner, no question. And I've seen those videos on the platform. Yes. The platform also shows big birds, large birds. Oh sure. Predators. Oh yeah. Oh well, we have well. There's eagles all over New Jersey. They just seem to be avoiding me. But I got hawks everywhere, including on my roof. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Have have you ever uh, seen? Well, there's a funny video of some guy puttering around his house, and he walks in front of his house, across his driveway, like I think he was w- within arm's length of his garage door, walking to the corner of the house. And while he's walking to the corner of the house to go to the backyard, there's a black bear walking up from the backyard, and he's hugging the he's hugging the house, and they both meet at the corner, ah, and they both. <laughs> They both scare each other and go running. Yeah. yeah, for the most part, black bears, they say you can scare them away. The grizzlies, you got no shot. Polar bears are the worst, they say, out of all three. Uh, I don't think I'll be running. According to Joe Rogan, I think it was Joe Rogan, he says grizzlies will the maul you. The podcast I used to like. Yeah, the, he said grizzlies will maul you. We all know that. They'll tear your face off. He says, but black bears will... I think he said they'll skin you alive. Nice. He said they are they are like relentless vicious. So that's interesting. And another another video that I um I can't, you know, this video is to me less about, you know, when when people meet predators, right? It's more about the stupidity of people that put themselves into those positions where there's a catastrophe. So there's a video on the platform that is from around 1974 or 1975. And if you, you know, if you don't have a real strong constitution, don't look it up. I just asked you not to look at the traffic accident, okay? Everybody looks, but if you plug in, if you search man eaten by lions in front of family that'll that should teach you don't go on a safari don't go on a safari no way so here are these people in europe and they're all in these little tiny european you know many 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 cars and um and then there's a jeep-esque i don't know land rover or something with i think it had chain link on it and the the curators, the guards were sitting in that thing, and all of the cars were kind of led in by the um, guides. by the guides to kind of pull in, and they were kind of like telling them to come in, come in, so you can get pictures of a pride of lions that was sitting there, and the male was in the center, surrounded by the females. Well, what do you think happens? Some guy in a car on the left side of the of the the camera shot he's with his wife and his two small children one one kid looked like she was maybe 6 or 7 the other looked like he was in a 
baby seat, like maybe the kid was like two or three. This guy gets out of the car with an old-fashioned box camera, and he, and he goes tiptoeing in between the cars to get a better video shot of, oh, yeah. you of, get a close of the lions. Well, the female lion, being true to who they are, because they're the ones that they outsmart the prey, one of them wasn't lying down. One of them was circling back. Ooh, I hate that word, circle back, right? And um, comes up in between the cars and in front of everybody. And now you would think the stupid guards would have seen this coming. And the female jumps up and boom, pushes this guy right into or toward the pride of alliance. And now the guy's like fighting for his life because he hasn't fallen yet. He's got a, a 400 pound female lion, you know, biting him and pushing him toward the pride. Like, hey, look what I've got for lunch. And other people get out of their cars and they're whacking at this female. Then all of a sudden they get attacked by the other lions. And this guy falls face first into the pride of lions and Honestly, the guards did nothing. They had no capability or no balls to do a thing. I guess they never imagined that they would be in this situation. Geez, I guess it's impossible to think that if you bring a bunch of numbnuts in their little tiny, tiny, tiny cars and you pull them all into within 15 feet of a full pride alliance, what could go wrong, right? I would say maybe three minutes, this guy was still alive and dismantled. Yeah. You know, the male lion was between his legs and took a full chump and bit him right between the legs. The guy's head goes up because of the pain. They got his left leg off. There goes his rib cage. There's his liver. He's in pieces. And then somebody who's filming from another car decides, let's catch the family having an ape shit over this. And they filmed the family screaming and screaming and screaming. And then they filmed the guards sitting there picking their noses. I would say the only video that ever, ever really turned my stomach on the platform was that video. Wow, that's horrendous. Yeah. John, who are these people, though? Who are these knuckleheads uh, that do this stuff? I want to know who these people are that go hiking. Every I go past where I, I know, live, I and know. there's a park lot full of people hiking. I'm afraid to go in there and get bit by a tick. I don't go anywhere near a pit. And these yeah. people go in there, and they're like, oh, this is great. Let's bring some food. Let's, like, hang out. These people are crazy. I, I know. And, people and are crazy. I know. And if, if you ever researched the bear attack stories, you'll, fi you'll find that three or four people, you know, yeah. out in the Midwest, the Rockies, you know, where the big brown bears. And I guess, I guess out there there's black, brown, and grizzlies, right? But, you know, there'll be, like, maybe two tents full of, you know, Young adults, I'm sure they've got their liquor and all that shit, oh. and they're out there, and in the middle of the night, they get attacked and get completely dismantled, taken apart. I mean, what, you know, I, that's crazy. It's insane. Crazy. Now, I don't know these people, they shouldn't be allowed to vote. That's number one, because if you're dumb enough to do all this stuff, right. you shouldn't be allowed to vote. You shouldn't even have a driver's <laughs> license. Right. Now, take them away. Now, my, I think my favorite video on the internet on the platform is the flip side of what we're talking about where a vicious bloodthirsty pride of lions that's tearing apart a buffalo 
right, and gobbling it down, gets fucking mojo hoodwinked by a bunch of, I think they were Maasai tribesmen. Have you ever seen that video? These guys figured out, I guess over generations, that why kill yourself trying to hunt a buffalo? Because the buffalo might kill you, right? Let's just follow the pride of lions. Not like that could be dangerous. And let's wait until the lions make a kill. And when the lions make a kill, we are going to go out there with our with our switches and our spears, and we're gonna we're gonna create a scenario where our our um, whatever you call the the garb that they wear, kind of like ponchos, they're gonna walk shoulder to shoulder rhythmically, staring down the pride of lions that's tearing the buffalo apart. You know that's when. One lion's got the liver, the other's got the spleen, the intestines, all of their heads are covered, soaked in blood, right? And the tribesmen have, they all have machetes, right? No guns, right? And they go out there, and one by one, these lions, right in the middle of their tear apart, go like this, and they go, and one by one, they start getting mojo spooked off until all of them take off, and they got to work quick, and they hack off like a hindquarter that weighs hundreds of pounds, and they throw it up on their shoulders, and now they just sneak off the way they came in. And when I saw that, I thought, that's the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. How many people could pull that off? I guess if you grow up in that environment... It's not so hard. Uh, I think I'd volunteer to maybe cook the meat back yeah. at home. Yeah. Let me know when you get here. That's crazy. <laughs> John, uh, let's alchemize. Yeah. Of, yeah. I guess we went uh, a little overtime, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. It's a fun episode, but a, a little gory. Yeah. And we, you know, we talked about uh, Grandma Bovina. Bonvina. Boniva. Boniva, whatever her name is. Bovina. Bovina. Bonina. <laughs> well, I put the Italian. Uh, well, I don't know. Right. You know. But uh, please, a quick alchemy. A quick alchemy. Okay. All right. Well, thank God this episode was not political. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And the platform should leave us alone. I just really, truly pray that man and beast can coexist because like never before in my nearly 63 years on this planet, like never before, man and beast are now uh, cohabitating in the suburbs. You got black bear and coyotes and bobcats and bald eagles and hawks of all sorts. It's not going to be long before mountain lions show up on the scene. And... Um, I just hope that everybody could get along because, and I, and I mean that, and, and people say, well, you're seeing all of this wildlife because, you know, because uh, urban sprawl is turning into suburban sprawl and developing the mountaintops and the forests and the lakes and the rivers. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. Or, you know, maybe there's just an explosion of the population of, 
of, of predatory animals? I, I don't know the answer. Somebody, somebody more familiar with the issue than me would probably have a better answer than that. But um, people be cognizant of the fact that your animals, your pets that you love at any given time can be prey for coyotes and bobcats and bear and bald eagles. You know, these, these videos on the platform of people taking a video, oh, how nice, my cat has a new friend on the back porch. And there's this like, you know, two and a half foot, three foot bald eagle sitting on the cap rail and the cat is sitting on the cap rail three feet from it. And I'm thinking, are you stupid? This cat has no chance against that bald eagle, none, because eagles all over the world will routinely hunt lone wolves. They're not going to have a wolf pack, but if there's a lone wolf that's out there, the eagle, I know exactly how they killed him because I've seen these videos on the platform. The eagles will land, the eagles know instinctually. They grab the upper snout with one talon, right? And they grab that snout to control the mouth, and the and the, the wolves can't bite the talons because the talons go in between the, the wolf's canines. They grab this, and with the other talon, they pierce the back of the wolf, and they give it a pneumothorax. And while the wolf is struggling, the, the eagle has its mouth held at bay, and then in a matter of minutes, with each breath, the wolf gets a tension pneumothorax and dies. And after it dies, the eagles eat the tongue because their prized goal, killing a wolf, is the tongue. Look it up on the platform. So anyway, you know, animals got to eat, but be careful, people. For God's sakes, if you're going to have a little Fifi dog, you know, or if you got a smaller dog and it's not a big, grown, scary Rottweiler or a German Shepherd, for God's sakes, don't tie it up outside at night because you might find nothing left on the leash the next day. That goes for your cats and anything else. And that's that's about it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. See you again, friends, on the next episode of the Jersey Alchemist, where we just may get political. <laughs> Johnny, another great episode. Thank you so much. Uh, if you like what we're doing, people, press follow, like, and subscribe. And share. And share. Boniva. Boniva. Till next time. Okay. Peace. Peace. <laughs>